Intellectually engaging to think outside the lines with conversation about the nation that never leads you blind. Take a listen and pay attention. Here is where you find the educational, sensational meeting of the minds. Yeah. It's the meeting of the minds. Meeting of the minds. My name is Stella V. You are watching Meeting of the Minds, and I have a group of dynamic guests with me here today, and I'd like to introduce them to you. With me, I have um, Dr. DeAndrea Bowens. Welcome. Um, you are you have a doctorate in political science, political science, and you also are part of. Um, I have a ministry called okay. Well and Rock Movement here in Austin, Texas. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, and we're glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, also with us, we have Minister Brandon Wooten. He is also a public speaker um, and just a really amazing uh, person. And you minister at what congregation? Faith Culture Church. All right. Also with us today, we have Mr. Eric Jones with us. And you have a master's in theology. Is yes. that correct? And what uh, um, affiliation do you have with the congregation? Uh, I attend South Austin Community Church. All right. Okay. And also with us, we have Prophet Vargas with us as well. And what church affiliation do you have? Faith culture. Faith culture, okay. Yes. So one thing that I did normally for Meeting of the Minds, I bring in, uh, let's say, uh, if we were going to be discussing a certain topic, which our topic today is about demon oppression, uh, de demonic activity, um, uh, bondage uh, when it comes to uh, demonic activity. And normally I would have brought in maybe like a Muslim, a Buddhist, and different people, because they all have perspectives on demonic activities. But one thing that's interesting, when you bring in a, a group of people that have wider differences, you get to, you, you discuss uh, things at a certain level. It, it doesn't leave a certain dynamic because we're, we're in the discussion, you're already meeting opposition and opinions, right? So one thing I wanted to do is have this discussion um, within the context of the church. Mm -hmm. And um, you see something floating around. It's like a, it's like an angelic feather. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to have this um, discussion within the context of the church. And because what happens is, is when you close it in even further to people who have more similarities, then the differences uh, become different and you delve deeper in a different sense. And not only that, I really felt like um, the church really needs to uh, define some things in this generation and this time and um, answer some things, you know. Um, and so I really wanted to bring this conversation um, uh, varying aspects of the church. So in other areas, I am going to bring in people who are from other belief systems to discuss that particular topic, like let's say Satan, from the eyes of different people. But this one in particular, I wanted the church to address it so we can also see how we agree, how we disagree um, in, in denominations or um, what have you. So um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. So let's go ahead and um, jump in, shall yeah. we? Yeah, um, about maybe like a 30-second explanation, what is a demon to you, starting with Brandon? Um, a demon is a spiritual principality or power that can either oppress or uh, uh, possess a person or human being or creatures um, from a demonic world or from the satanic world. 
Okay. Would you agree or add anything maybe to that? Or what would you say? I agree. To? I want to add, uh, they're the fallen angels. <clears throat> mm. And uh, they have a very strong influence on people. Mm. It's it's uh, influence of the mind. Mm. They can't possess the heart, mm -hmm. but they can influence the mind. Yep. Okay. Eric, when I say demons, what? My initial definition would be one of the uh, the third that fell. Mm -hmm. um, I think any one of them, that would be my initial definition. Okay. And yeah, I would agree with the definition. Um, you know, I definitely agree that there is an sort of influence more mm -hmm. so than possession. I believe that if you belong to Christ Jesus, if you are saved that you are owned by Christ, you cannot be owned by anyone else. Mm -hmm. right. And so you can be influenced, and that can be mentally, it could be physically, it could be emotionally, and that that's how demons sort of possess or influence people. Okay. So we're all in agreement that, um, that the angels that were cast out from heaven that uh, came here and they, uh, they saw women and that they were beautiful and they had children with them that were called the Nephilim. Mm. Those are the entities that became demons? Is that what you're I don't know that I think that they're the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that fell with Satan mm -hmm. in particular, that become his minions, become right. uh, his ambassadors, that do his bidding. Mm -hmm. And those are ones that he rules and he's responsible for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we were saying that, um, you were saying that, uh, when you belong to God, that um, a demon cannot um, possess you, can influence you. So uh, one thing that uh, Eric and I, Eric called me, uh, er, er, messaged me and said, said, well, what is your opinion about, um, you know, is mental health the same thing as demonic oppression? And I said, no, I, I don't think so. And um, I told him how I thought that they were different. Um, do you think that they are different or the same? And we'll go this way. Do you think mental health issues are the exact same thing as being demonically um, possessed? No. And once again, like I said, I don't believe in possession by believers. But what I recognize is that we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. um, we live uh, in a state you know, coming from sin and until we accept Christ, then there's a, a rebirth that happens. But the world that we live in still remains fallen. Mm -hmm. It is still yet dying. Mm -hmm. And so those influences are still there. And I think at the end of the day, when we have the discussion about possession versus influence, what you believe becomes a reality. The Bible says, yep. so, so a man thinks, what? So is he. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that I'm being possessed, that thing ends up being a reality you know, for you. But I think when we deal with uh, mental health issues, sometimes it's chemical, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's biological. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, an emotional thing that's happening. And it's not something that's a permanent thing for mm -hmm. some people. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about necessarily a physical ailment. We're saying the mental aspect of it, right? Mm -hmm. That that could be a chemical imbalance that's causing someone to be depressed. And it has nothing to do with anything on the outside, but the chemicals in their mm -hmm. body uh, need some assistance. Mm -hmm. So, And often it gets crossed, right? Because when you are having demonic oppression, you do exhibit mental issues. Yep. And um, so there's that. Uh, what are you thinking, Eric? Anything? I'm just listening. Okay, right that's right. Yeah. Fair enough. That that, that is. Um, anyone else want to add anything? Something that comes to mind for me is the scripture where Jesus is talking about the parable of the sower, the man who sowed, and then at night 
um, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Mm-hmm. For me, as I interpret that, um, I kind of envision um, the same kind of thing, that it starts at birth and conception. Mm-hmm. Things get twisted up within the DNA and within the genetics of a person, which is demonically influenced or can be demonically influenced. Um, so as a result, the child will begin to grow up with this uh, uh, mental illness or mental health that was demonically influenced um, kind of in the same sense of the man who was blind since birth and they came to Jesus saying was it his parents for sin you know yeah. who sinned mm-hmm. and he said this was not a sin this was something that was done so that the glory of God can be mm-hmm. um, can be sought mm-hmm. and so um, when I think about mental health and demonic oppression I think that demonic influence happens that triggers the uh, chemical imbalances and the genetic traits that happen within the human beings Mm -hmm. so that as they grow, you know, they kind of, it develops. Mm -hmm. So then, like, basically you're, I guess, running it back to Genesis, right, where you have two perfect beings, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, people come to me um, and, like, let's say an atheist will come to myself or one of my Muslim friends and, and when they're arguing certain points and they'll say, well, you know, according to y'all's text, you know, y'all had incest and, and so forth. But um, the reason why incest is so taboo uh, is because of genetic mutations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why there is even a taboo against, oh, incest, right? But the farther you go back from the fall, the less um, genetic mutations there are for that to be like a severe issue, right? Like mm-hmm. that, but um, you have sin entering in, right? And so as years go on and years go on, you have the sins of the fathers falling onto yes. the other kids. You have food, right? This would be demonic influence. Mm-hmm. Food that is so bad for you, deteriorating our gen- genetic code. Mm-hmm. So that, I would say, is demonic uh, oppression, getting us further and further and further away from the way that we were created and just uh, our genetic code. That's mm-hmm. why, uh, as a believer, blood is so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you thinking anything that you want to add? I think he hit it on the nail, but... There was a man that would cut himself mm-hmm. in the book of Mark, I think it's chapter 5, mm-hmm. he would cut himself, and then he would bust the chains, and he ran into the mountains, and he would cut himself. And he got delivered. Mm-hmm. And it says that people seen him clean and bathed in his right mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was being influenced mentally by, mm-hmm. by a demonic spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would cut himself, and not even the chains could, could hold him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went up to the mountains to cut himself, and... Uh, it's so amazing how how there's cutters right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're being influenced in your mind. It, it, it's, um, the mind has to be renewed uh, by the Word of God. Uh, that's how transformation takes mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, um, I always tell people that I minister to, mm-hmm. I like better one-on-one than, than ministering to a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in the body of Christ are being oppressed. Mm-hmm. And then from there it goes to depression, and it goes to suicide. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time in young young kids because uh, they're being oppressed by the devil, and it's it's in the mind. Mm-hmm. And so, <coughs> the word of God has to renew the minds of the people because it will influence you. It's a very I tell people the mind's a very amazing thing, but it's a destructive leader. Mm-hmm. We allow you, the carnal mind to lead you instead of the mind of the spirit. Mm-hmm. You do things you never thought you were going to do, and so it's like what you were saying about being influenced because mm-hmm. I don't believe that a believer can be possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, we might have different opinions about it, but 
you know, your spirit is saved, born again. But even a true believer doesn't believe that they can be possessed. That's what makes you such a believer, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you can't yeah. mess with this. That's right. This is a hedge of protection. <laughs> I wish somebody would, right. right? That's a believer for you. <laughs> How do we define possession would become my question. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear influence. I hear oppression. Those are both external. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are we defining possession? That's good. Possession means ownership. It mm-hmm. means to possess. That means to own. And I don't believe that the enemy or his minions can own something that's owned by God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Could possession be an inhabitation? Well, I guess that's the same thing. You know, like if you're saying possession, like you were saying internal versus external, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the question is whether uh, someone, um, the influence, right, of the enemy is on the outside. Mm-hmm. And possession would be something that's happening on an, an internal. So if our, if our natural bodies are just shells, mm-hmm. just then th- is it possible that something else could inhabit the shell outside of the spirit correct mm, i wouldn't no I, I would say no because of ephesians 6 where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers and rulers of the dark world mm-hmm. um even when you look back at the creation of the world um it says god in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and to my interpretation that is he created a physical world and a spiritual realm Outside of those, I don't, I don't really see or have read or come across anything that would um, give me a sense to say that anything else could possess me. Like, you know, people talk about being abducted by aliens and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything other outside of the spiritual realm or the physical realm being able to inhabit that shell of the person. Well, the reference point that we used, we used the story of the man who cut himself. Mm-hmm. When Jesus encounters the man, the scripture says that the demons cried out. It doesn't mm-hmm. say that the man did. Right. Then it says that he spoke to the demons. And it's, he says, what is your name? The spirit replies in the man. Legion, for we are many. So then question, if we can't be possessed and we can only be influenced, then why did the man not say my name is John right. or Charles? Mm-hmm. He said legion, for we are many. Are many. Mm-hmm. So then who was speaking? if we can't be possessed. Well, I think the main issue that we're missing here is that we're talking about the difference between those who belong to Christ, who are blood-bought and saved, Mm -hmm. and this man who, we don't know that story. Mm -hmm. So if he never encountered Christ, did not know Christ, that's a particular story that's related to that, right? So it's hard for us to make that distinction. If Mm -hmm. we knew he was a part of Christ, he was walking, well, even let's think about Judas, huh? Perfect example, Mm -hmm. right? And the Bible talks in, you know, uh, in what I call the real Lord's Prayer that is not in, you know, Matthew, where he talks about that you would all be one. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, in John 17. So when he's talking about that in that place, he's saying, I have kept all of them that belong to me, except right. for the one that was meant for perdition mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So he knew all along that Judas was going to betray him and it was a part of God's plan. Amen. So that means he was never a part of Christ. Mm-hmm. So was possessed. This thing that it says that the enemy came upon him, right? Right? As soon as the morsel. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how could possession happen? He was never connected to God mm-hmm. in the first place. He was used. Yeah, he was used. And, and that's how Satan entered him. Mm. 
something that you said something that opened up my mind to something Jesus was went to that region to evangelize and in his his work of evangelism he got delivered and saved because he was not going to get delivered and not saved because he sent the people seen him in his right mind ah oh, that's good yep so then why then in our churches I'm just mm, saying no, like, it. so then why then do we say such things like um Paul's dialogue when he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. So we'll say if sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so is acting out, we'll say, oh, the enemy is using them. Mm -hmm. So by using, are we saying that he's whispering bad behavior or bad attitudes in their ear and they're responding? Or are we saying that in that particular moment they are a vehicle for yeah. this I mean, there can be so many different things going on. One is, it cannot be the enemy at all. You, like, put <laughs> cologne on. You got yep. yourself ready. Like, there was nothing, right? You know? Um, but then also, it could be the enemy because lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. So the enemy is using them by dangling a piece of meat, you could say, or right. something to be had and using them to as a motivation to do something like there's a scripture that talks about these men that are up in the church waiting to take advantage of weak-willed women right. right you know what mm -hmm. i mean um so what it, that might be lust of the eyes lust of the flesh right they just want to you know so that could be the one thing that they're talking about or you know i have a really hard time like i always see the good in people i really always see the good in people but I have met some people that in my soul was like, when they're talking about wolves in sheep clothing, mm -hmm. brother, they are talking about you. <laughs> and it's really hard, far in between. But I'll just look at them and I'll be like, if there was, that would apply to anyone, I would wonder if it was you. It's so hard for me to see anyone in that light. Mm -hmm. For me, we're all in process and we're all in, but there's some people that I just don't know, like, it, when it when it goes to like you've been left to a reprobate mind and I'm yeah. so afraid of a reprobate mind like I tremble in fear of being left with a reprobate mind mm. so that's my answer response to that since you're since you're moderating stuff yeah, I'm okay, just kidding okay, I'm okay. just kidding I love it I have a good answer for that I believe I do biblically speaking people will Jesus said I'm the good shepherd my sheep know my voice the voice of the stranger they will not follow. Mm -hmm. When Jesus prophesies his death three times to the disciples, mm -hmm. and when he did it in Matthew chapter 16, he said, who do you say that I am? Yeah. It's going to answer your question, and also the viewers. Because Jesus knew that voice in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. When Peter grabbed his arm, and the kingdom said he reprimanded Christ, he said, God forbid that this happened. That was part of God's will, the way Judas came into his life. Mm -hmm. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because he was whispering in Peter's mm -hmm. ears. Mm -hmm. He said, you are seeing things in man's perspective, not God's perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First, he dealt with the source, because he knew the voice of the Father. He dealt mm -hmm. with the voice of the source, which was Satan. He said, mm -hmm. get thee behind me, Satan. You're a dangerous trap to me. Mm -hmm. You're seeing things in man's perspective. Lies, yeah. That's what he told them. Mm -hmm. Because the enemy is always trying for us to accomplish God's purpose through compromise. Mm -hmm. So we're saying, just so I can make sure I'm understanding the rules. Mm -hmm. So if you're saved, 
you can't be possessed. You can only be influenced. Mm -hmm. But if you are not saved, you're eligible for possession. Mm. Eligible for. I, 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 I I'm, I'm going to have to say. Because uh, on record. See. Mm. On record, you know. Yeah, no, I, I have a problem. I have a, I have a problem with the, all of that. Uh, you can't have somebody like Satan who's like this close to Jesus, able to fall and fall out. And but this is a really great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have record of Catholic priests being possessed, mm-hmm. demonically possessed. But just because somebody says that they belong to God doesn't necessarily mean they belong to God. Ooh. But furthermore, to add to that then is, can you be healed outside of the name of Jesus? So now let's add that to the equation. So now we have three issues on the table. One is that um, can you be possessed if you are what um, most Christians say is saved, right? Which we might even have to end up dissecting. I'm not sure. And then um, we have to examine. What was the second one? There was something else. Can um, possession versus influence? Oh yeah. And if you are not saved, you're open to be possessed. Right. Well, the point I made is that. <laughs> As a man thinks, so is he. And I got back to that same point. Mm-hmm. So do I believe that, you know, blood-bought, saved Christians can be possessed? No, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But what we choose, mm-hmm. right, the things that we choose to do, uh, we can choose to walk away from our salvation. We can right. choose to turn our backs, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have choice. And so in that sense, if you choose to do that, right, then he leads you to a what? A reverent mind. Mm-hmm. And that was a blood-bought believer. Exactly. So when we find ourselves in that a- arena, mm-hmm. then anything then is fair possible. game. Mm-hmm. Because they regress, yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. They regress back. I do a lot of deliverance. Um, have a lot of knowledge in that. I just don't talk openly about it mm-hmm. too much. People, it's a very, very sensitive issue, right? Like, you know, you get divorced, can you get married again, and stuff like that. But um, I've seen demonic stuff in the body of Christ like never before. Mm-hmm. When I go on the streets, yeah, there are people already out there with the enemy. Like you were saying, Dr. DeAndre, when a believer loses that conviction, the sensitivity, very dangerous. David went a year before he repented. So, that's good. When he committed murder until Nathan the prophet came and <coughs> said, he said, you are that king. He was so insensitive to the sin. Mm-hmm. That's when he wrote Psalm 51. After the baby was born a year later, because you know sometimes God is speaking to us, but we say no, He's speaking to you, <laughs> and we we become insensitive, we become callous, mm-hmm. very dangerous. But I wonder. Th- so that goes back in the demonic influence, I guess. To be um, like for me, a believer, a believer knows. Like in so many religions of the world, they use blood in their yeah. spiritual practice, right? When you know you got that hot sauce, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you to me, no witch, no goblin, no demon, no ghost. Nothing can step to that thing that I got going on. Like if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I would be so afraid. Right. Especially because of the things that I've seen. 
So, gosh, we have so many things. Like, I want us to discuss um, the things that we've seen when it comes to pertaining to demonic influences. But before we do, I still need... You just cleared up for us that you can be left to a rip of your mind that will leave you open to demonic influence. Um, I'm, I, it's still a little sketchy on if you can be possessed, but definitely you can leave yourself open to... And I think maybe you can be possessed because Saul was like gone with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like talk about Judas, we had yeah, 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 yeah. conversation so, about him. Yeah, yeah. I would submit mm -hmm. that... Here's my hypothesis. Mm -hmm. I think we can be. And here's why I base that on. What gives the Holy Spirit access to any believer? It's our faith, right? Mm -hmm. So if faith is the tool by which a spiritual being, a holy spiritual being, has access to us, mm -hmm. then that means there has to be another vehicle that an unclean or an unholy spiritual being should be able to have access. Mm -hmm. But that would mean that they both have the same power mm -hmm. and they don't. One has to submit to the other. One goes and says... Yeah, you can mess with them, but you can't touch a soul. Touch a soul. Right, right. Right. Redeem. One of the words that comes to mind for me is the, oh, sorry, what's the word uh, sozo, mm -hmm. which is to be uh, salvation, healing, and deliverance. Mm -hmm. And I think that we miss, as you had mentioned, um, the spirit of the Lord being dwelt into the believer. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's another realm that salvation is when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, mm -hmm. but then there's that baptized in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes we just allow the Spirit to come into us, but we don't get into the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so when we're outside of that Spirit realm, we leave ourselves open to the demonic realm that can oppress you. Um, as far as you being inhabited, a believer being inhabited, if the Spirit is within you, I don't believe that another wickedness or wicked spirit can mm -hmm. possess that same mm -hmm. body mm -hmm. because I believe that the spirit of the Lord will then discern mm -hmm. what spirit comes yeah, yeah, yeah. and what to rebuke if that person knows how to build that relationship and that bond with the, the spirit of the Lord. The key word is believer. Mm -hmm. It means that you believe that God yeah. has got you. Mm -hmm. the, being a believer means that you believe. Mm -hmm. well, we're sealed. Guaranteed with the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says. We're sealed. Mm -hmm. We've been purchased. Our, our redemption is being paid in full. Mm -hmm. We belong to him. Mm -hmm. You know, when when the enemy tries to come, I, I always tell the devil this. There's a sign here. You said you, you're trespassing on God's property. That's mm -hmm. good. You don't, I don't belong to you no more. I did. When I was in the world as a dealer and stuff. Now I belong, I'm, being, mm -hmm. I'm of the redeemed, you know. That's, that's my revelation that I have mm -hmm. in those areas. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Paul said, when an unclean spirit is cast out, it'll go, it'll look for somewhere else to go. If it mm -hmm. finds nowhere, then it comes back. Mm -hmm. If it's cast out, would that person not be a believer if they were the recipient of deliverance? If that house is still found empty, if it's swept clean and then it's found empty, then that spirit will come back ten seven times. times. Oh, I added the ten on <laughs> <laughs> Seven times. So, so if it comes back mm -hmm. to that house that it left, mm -hmm. that says to me that it owned the house mm -hmm. when it left. So when, I'm, good, so when I'm talking about possession, mm -hmm. I'm saying this earthen tabernacle, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we pray that we, God would be so gracious as to inhabit us, mm -hmm. but Likewise, similarly, just as the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in every physical church, mm -hmm. can it be said that he dwells in everybody who says that they're a believer, so on and so mm -hmm. forth? I think sometimes we kind of 
misinterpreting, we touched on this outside, we misinterpret what a demonic spirit is oppressing a person versus their attitude. Yeah. You know, there's differences within a person being demonically oppressed and possessed versus a person who simply has an attitude problem um, or who is spiritually immature versus rebellion, right? I think that um, when we think about that, uh, when a person already has an attitude, even when we look in the book of Genesis, he told Cain that sin lies out the door, and if you allow it in, yes. it will, you know, you, it'll yeah. come in. So, you know, I do believe that there are certain instances that we can attribute to the attitude of the person, not necessarily a demonic mm-hmm. uh, and entity s- and sometimes for the believer. Like habits, like we're still trying to shake off, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It might, it might not be a demonic influence. You've been, you got saved, and you've been smoking what for the last 10 years? It's going to be yeah. a minute, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I can rock with you there, but I'm thinking more so primarily the cutter. Yeah. Uh, scripture says he was possessed. By today's standards, he or she would be, just be mentally ill. Right. Mm-hmm. We would send them to treatment. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't exercise. We wouldn't Come send on. them to a deliverance service. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, the young boy... Um, Jesus, I brought them to your disciples, but they couldn't heal. Right, mm-hmm. right. These kind of come only out by fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. By today's standards, we might say mentally ill, bipolar, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. however you yeah. want to interpret mm-hmm. that scripture. Mm-hmm. But the scripture says, Jesus said, a deaf and dumb spirit mm-hmm. come out of them. Mm-hmm. So all of these misdiagnoses, what I perceive as misdiagnoses, how do we tag it? Okay, this is mental illness. Mm-hmm. This is... Spiritual yeah. wickedness. So yeah. that's the exact next question I want us to answer. We have to answer this question. Mm-hmm. But before we go, we still have one question pending before it. So we'll go to that one. The other one is, is can you be healed not using the name of Jesus? <laughs> well, the question really is healed from what, though? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about healed from demonic influence? Are we mm-hmm. saying healed from mental illness? Or just physically. And I'm just making that separation. Or both. One or the other or both. However you want to address it. The reason why I'm addressing that is because there was a season where I was in depression. Mm -hmm. But it was chemical. Mm -hmm. Literally, they checked all of my levels and my blood and all of that. And they said, she's like, oh, your serotonin levels are super low. This is really strange. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you this and we want you to take it for like a year. I took it for three months and I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. And I was good. But literally... They saw a chemical thing in me mm-hmm. that made me wake up in the morning and just start crying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on in my life? Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be going great. I'm going on a trip. But why am I feeling this thing? You know, so it was something chemical. Mm-hmm. But it really did exist mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Right? So taking something, I was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't need hands laid on me. I didn't need a late night prayer service. I was fine. Mm-hmm. So the question is, are you saying healing from the mental thing? Are you saying healing from no, so real true? This is about to be another issue that we Sorry. need to answer. But <laughs> let, no, let's say like um, you all of a sudden didn't have the crying spells anymore and the serotonin levels were restored all of a sudden. So like, let's say that, for example. I want to ask a question for that. You said that the doctor, when you woke up, you finally went to the doctor. You, the doc, you went to the doctor and they said your serotonin levels were down Mm -hmm. you uh they gave you a medication they told you you would be on this medication for a year yes you took it for three months and you were fine Mm -hmm. did you attribute the three months or that three months that you took it did you believe okay if this is the problem i know jesus can heal it i'll take this medication but i'm gonna take it for the full year Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i thought Mm -hmm. okay 
And to me, like, I'm sorry, for me, even taking a medicate, if if I go to God and I'm like, God, help me with this, like, help me with this. So if we're going to be walking in the spirit of truth, I'm going to put it out there too then, right? Yeah. All right. (laughs) So I don't think depressed thoughts. I'm a very, very positive person. I know the word. Like when when I get a thought, I'm like, "Mm, no, you know. So I don't have negative depressed thinking. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was walking through mud all the time. I I, I could have brain fog, right? My Well, then, so this is the thing. I was in the shower, and I kept hearing dopamine, dopamine, (laughs) dopamine. And I met with Pastor Jen. She's like, call me by my my government name. (laughs) Because she's not going to call me anything else. And she was like, uh, I, something's going on chemically, right? And so I heard dopamine. So I went and I looked into, um, you know, a, a medication that replaces dopamine. And I asked, there's only one. I took that and we were good to go, right? We were good to brain fog left. I, I didn't, I would wake up in the morning and feel like I had not slept at all. And so it wasn't negative thinking uh, for me that was causing that. Um, So in one arena, we say that, you know, um, oh, so the moral of the story is, is even the medication to me is attributed to God healing me because I kept saying, God, what is wrong with me? And some people say, see, y'all need to stop praying for people. Uh, because prayer ain't going to do it. No, no, no. Even prayer will have you meet the right surgeon. Prayer will have you, you know, that that's the truth. Prayer will have you zoom in right on the right medication. Because if I would have maybe been taking serotonin medication, I probably would have been all messed up. You know, who yeah. knows, right? Well, I had been mm. crying for weeks, mm. maybe months, just thinking, okay, I'm going to pray. It's going to get better. Mm. It's fine. Whatever. Right. And people were like, you were breaking down having to pull over your car to cry and like why am I crying Lord what is going on Mm -mm. something like you said Mm -mm. I'm not depressed my life is fine Mm -mm. what is happening on the inside of me that I don't understand it's Mm -hmm. like my body was depressed but my mind was right deficiency right but the Lord is leading you right so in your prayer I found go to your doctor or go do this so this is where do we draw the line and we still got to go at answer can an unbeliever be healed but where do we draw the line in saying like uh some people be like oh you just need deliverance as i say you need to take your med you bipolar baby (laughs) right no you need you know you need to be prayed for like no you need to take your bipolar medicine um like where do we draw the line or or believing you could be healed from your bipolar like there needs to be clarity here because um, it's even sad that there's been so many people who have dealt with mental health and people are looking at them like, you're not a believer because, you know, you're oppressed by Satan. So Well, in all this, you got to go back to the, to the curse mm-hmm. through what Adam and Eve did. Mm-hmm. And he brought all this stuff into the world. But God is a healer. I always tell people, God heals the believer because of his covenant. Mm-hmm. And he was able to because of his mercy. He's a merciful God. I've seen people more unsafe, healed from cancer and, and many things than the believers. Because mm-hmm. he's a merciful God. But going back to what you were saying, you can't partake of the table of demons and the table of God. Mm-hmm. Why just God don't have a fellowship with the devil? He don't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in a believer being possessed. Mm-hmm. I believe in a believer that's really going out there can be possessed way out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you... 
it's crazy how how the church can go to a place where you're committing adultery, fornicating, doing drugs, and drinking, and partying, and going to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Those people are in, in a walking a fine line of being possessed because mm-hmm. they're out there serving the creature instead of the creator. Because I've seen a lot of demonic stuff in the body of Christ. A lot of stuff. People manif- You were saying about how can we tell if it's mental or demon? Mm-hmm. The manifestations. Good. When they seen Jesus, they said, "Why do you come to torment us before our time?" Mm-hmm. When, when the anointing, when God's presence shows up, they're gonna get tormented, bro. You got other demons. Mm-hmm. Let's jump out there, dude. Right. You about to throw another question at the equation? Not necessarily. Uh-oh. <laughs> They'll be tormented. That's how you can tell by the manifestations. Mm-hmm. We are many. Mm-hmm. Schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mirror each other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what is mental illness? What is spiritual possession? This is good. I mean, this is good. Like I said, also, when you are being oppressed, we need to talk about our experiences with demonic oppression. When you... It's toxic. Like, of course, you're going to be exhibiting all kinds of manners of things, right? So... That's a great question is how can we tell when someone is is uh, being influenced, right? So we need to answer that. Can we answer quickly, real quick, before we get to that? Can a non-believer be healed? Yes. Direct answer, yes. Thank yes. you. Thank yes. you. I am so happy to hear y'all say that. So happy. <laughs> so happy. Really, really, really. I'm going to just go ahead and just take my stance on it fully and just go ahead and say that I don't believe there is a difference between mental illness and demonic suppression or suppression. I believe that it is the work of demonic or Mm -hmm. the demonic. Um, So I believe they are one and the same. Um, When you talk about an imbalance Mm -hmm. um, that happens.